Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man Sia Najat here with me. And we're usually together on Tuesdays. Not, not with Joel, but we're usually together on Tuesdays talking golf. Today, we're together talking betting because we got a pretty big Thursday slate ahead of us. And we wanted to get out in front of it. We wanted to get out in front of it. Sia, how excited are you for some Thursday football and turkey and I guess family if you guys do that kind of stuff can I just say I saw your podcast with I believe it was Spice Adams yes and go listen to that that was fun yeah I already listened to it and you not you I wasn't telling you I was telling everybody else out there but anyway sorry yeah well anyway I also listened to it you eat steak on Thanksgiving you're not a turkey guy yeah turkey sucks turkey sucks whoa what about like the dark meat though because I think that I think the white meat's kind of dry but like the dark meat I'm totally down with yeah I mean I just put gravy on all of it because gravy tastes better than turkey Okay. Yeah. All right. So steak then. All right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, that, that was a cool interview, by the way. Thanks. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Check it anyway, out. To answer your question, I'm super excited. So, you know, I live down in the Miami area. So like the holidays take on sort of a different role now because it always feels like summer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're doing our best. We already have our Christmas tree up. So that's a thing. Love it. Um, yeah. But uh, outside of that, man, uh, I can't wait for Thursday football. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Washington plays, of course. That's my mm-hmm. squad. So, We'll see what happens. I've got, um, I've definitely got a, a strong take on that game, which I know we'll get into in just a few minutes. But yeah, man, I'm excited, and I'm already looking at the Sunday slate too. And I'm noticing that Nick's projection model on WindailySports.com already has everything up. Mm-hmm. So maybe or maybe not, it'll be updated if we hear about some some injuries like uh, DeAndre Swift and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm already I'm already looking at that and crafting my lineup. So I'm yeah, super it's. Excited. It's awesome. We already have up on the site Adams game by game. He did a uh, Thursday slate for us. So he goes over those three games. We're going to have props. Obviously, we have this show. We're going to have another betting article specifically for the Thursday show. We're going to have more props. Jason, we pulled him and said, hey, you know, you run this company. Why don't you write an article? So I got him to write an article. So he already has his FanDuel and DraftKings breakdown up on the site as well. We are giving you everything for Sunday because any reason to not have to talk to your family and stare at your phone, people, we're here for you. Or better, download one of those betting apps on your parents' phone. Promo code WINDAILY500 or 250, depending on it. I'll, I'll link that in the in the show notes. And just bet with them. Just bet with them, right? Player props. That's the most fun thing. It's fantasy football, but better in some situations. And we're going to have a million props for you. I pro- well, maybe not a million, but we're going to have a bunch of props for you. I can promise you that. We're going to have a monkey knife fight. We're going to have it all. So make sure to come hang out with us this Thursday. It's going to be fantastic. Tomorrow night, where C and I usually have this betting show, we're actually going to have a, a little family feast, let's call it. A uh, little, uh, as you know, Wednesday night should be the most, the what's the biggest drinking night, drink, biggest drinking holiday of the year. So we really can't go out. Most of us, where most of us are located. So we're going to get together, tell you why we're all thankful for you, ourselves, and and this family that we have built, and um, drink some beer. So I hope everyone comes and enjoys us for that as well. And I promise you, there will not be six people on the screen at once. Jason said we should do that. I said, no, we tried it, and it was one of the worst shows we ever did. See, and I promise we'll never do that again. So make sure to come hang out with us for that as well. But Hang oh, on. Can I just thing? say, can I just yes. say, well, Absolutely. you know what? I'll, I'll save it for, I'll save it for later on in the show, but you no, go ahead. Let's, let's start with the okay. first game. All right. Well, before we get to the first game, I want to remind everybody our Black Friday sale has actually already started. So if you go to windailysports.com and you're not a member of either the sports betting package or the DFS, the gold package, come on, it's 50% off. You can try it out for a year. It's 180. It's less than 50 cents a day. Sia is good enough looking just to have, just to spend that 50 cents a day, people just do okay. it. 
I mean, 50 he's cents not wrong. Day. Guys, he's not wrong. I'm not wrong, guys. I'm not wrong. That's why I love having these shows with Sia. I get to stare at him the whole time. 50 cents a day. Please, windailysports.com. Everything. You don't even have to type in a promo code. It's just already loaded into the site. You just go there, check out. It's already 50% off. So we all love you for that. If you don't want to and you're like super cheap, windailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in the expert Discord chat, which of course you get in all of our packages as well. So I guess you could try us out or whatever. I don't know. Not worth it. Just, just sign up. Um, all right. Now let's get into this Thursday slate of games. It should be fun. Uh, we have a 12:30 game. So again, get to your parents a little earlier than you kind of wanted to. You don't really want to wait till one o'clock for that first game. Bang. The NFL helps you out. Like they give you a game 30 minutes sooner, something to fall asleep in front of the couch too. We have the Texans traveling to the Detroit lions. This line opened up at two and a half. Looks like it's about minus three to the Texans right now which should be a lot of fun we have an over under of 50 51 and a half depending on where you're looking see ya we just saw the texans beat the patriots which no one really thought that was going to happen now that we can almost kind of proclaim the patriots dead we then also saw the lions score zero points against the washington no not the washington uh the panthers jesus christ against the panthers that was bad talk to me a little bit about this first game this one this one's looks fishy smells fishy and and just it makes me uncomfortable Oh, it's so uncomfortable because yeah. there's not a single person in the universe that doesn't look at that line and, and say to themselves, oh, this one's easy. Oh, I can't believe they gave me a layup on Thursday morning. Now I can take that money that I'm going to win and really decide on these harder games like Washington and Dallas in the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's a problem. So for me, though, I'm happy to fall into the trap quite easily if we get clarity on the, like Galladay. It doesn't look like he's playing, but DeAndre yeah, Swift, out. it looks like he probably is trending towards playing. If somehow he's out, then I think this is sort of an easy one because they won't have a dynamic receiver. They won't have a dynamic runner. We, we know that Matt Stafford has this thumb issue, which may have hampered him just a few days ago. There's really not, you know, Marvin Jones is just a guy, you know, Marvin Hall is just a guy. They, they don't really have, you know, TJ Hawkinson. I know people kind of sweat him a little bit. He's okay. But yeah. in my opinion, he's closer to just a guy than he is like some like Kelsey, you know, mm -hmm. Ertz dominator type guy. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to fall into the trap because but for right now, I'm holding off. But if it's three in some places, I'm seeing it two and a half juiced up uh, at two and a half. Um, I'll take it. But I do want to I do want to wait to see about DeAndre Swift. But honestly, I'm sort of tempted to take it anyway, because I kind of like the Lions preseason, but the effort they're putting up lately, it's just you know, I'm. Uh, it's not looking good. How how do you score zero points against the Panthers defense? They have a like a like. I mean, maybe not like awful, but definitely. I mean, middle third of the league, right? They're not some like top five defense where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you could see that happening. I, I just don't get it. You can run against them. Adrian Peterson wasn't capable of doing anything. Carry on Johnson. We know they kind of already hate him. He wasn't really capable of doing anything. I just don't understand. I think Matt Prater might have missed a field goal, but okay, yeah. three points. Wow, geez. All right, that would have made it look a lot better. Uh, I just, it's very confusing to me how they scored zero points. And it's not like the game, not like it was like 45. It was, it was a 10, it was a 17, it was a 20-point game. Like, it was one of those, like, you should have been able to score at some point, and they just weren't capable of doing it. But the Texans, man, they, they beat the Patriots. That line had that crazy swing where it was the Texans minus three. I guess the line was right the first time. It went all the way to Patriots like minus two and a half. We all got fish hooked on that one. That was fun. I don't know. Wait, you don't think the Texans are capable of putting up a couple extra points than, than the Lions this week? 
No, I do. I do. I just don't want to be Joe Public. Like I'm just super. I'm just super nervous about falling into the tr- like. This is this line should be four and a half, yeah. and it's not. And so I just feel like they're kind of sucking us in. But again, sometimes they get it wrong. And and here they might have got. I mean, you would have thought. Listen, if it was two weeks ago when this line came out, I would have been like, all right, I'm not sure which way I'm going to go. I'll probably take the Lions. Last week when they played the Patriots, I'm talking about the Texans, of course, I kind of thought they, they'd sort of be mailing it in at this point. I mean, they are absolutely finished. But clearly they, they played that game with some pop and some motivation. So there's no reason to believe suddenly four days later they're going to be like, oh, I'm not really sweating this game um, because it's the Lions instead of the Patriots. The way Deshaun Watson is playing, it, I don't know how the Lions are going to contain him. And the way the Lions offense is playing, you know, even if they put up 14, 17 points, I'm not so sure they cover. I mean, we see the over-under. The total here is 52. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say the Texans are going to put up 24, 27 points, and I don't see the Lions putting up too much of a fight there. Maybe 20, you know, mm-hmm. best-case scenario. Yeah, and and talking about Joe Public, about 80% of the money is coming in on the Texans right now in that 2.5 to 3 range. So something to pay attention to. Also, the over, I don't think – I I hate rooting for unders, but like I feel like the under is pretty easy here. But that's the joke, right? That that's that's the joke. That's why betting's not easy, right? That's as pretty much as easy as it gets. I like uh, the under, and I did mention that it was fifty-two. It's clearly mm-hmm. been bet down to fifty-one in a lot mm-hmm. of places, and I and I still like the under there, frankly. Uh, Austin Kramer, you guys should do a giveaway for AirPods, but rig it so Sia wins. I, is that is that a joke? Is that I don't I have, I don't. I have AirPods. I'm just ah. not sophisticated enough to know how to yeah. like, sync it with my uh, mm-hmm. my Blue Yeti. Yeah, don't don't let's let's not let's not play that game. Let's not play that game. It's a lot easier. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to your Washington Football Club and the Dallas Cowboys. This game starts at 4:30 on Thanksgiving Day. As we all know, the Cowboys and the Lions are always the teams that play on Thanksgiving. I think the story goes that nobody wanted to play on Thanksgiving and they were the ones that did it. And now jokes on everybody else because however many years later, I think last year, the most watched program in the world, um, essentially, maybe not the world. That's probably a little over the top, but it was the Cowboys bills, um, game last year. I think like 36.5 million people tuned in to watch that game. So I would say it's probably pretty good to play on Thanksgiving. So we have the Washington football club. We have the Dallas Cowboys line opened at minus one to the Cowboys. It's all the way up to three, but not for any real reason. It seems like it's a 50, 50 split of bets, a 50, 50 split of the money over under sits at started at 47. It's now down to 46, 45 and a half, depending on where you're looking. As we said, the Washington football club, they, I, I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. They did beat the Joe Burrow kind of less Bengals. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow's out for the year, which kind of sucks. But they were putting up a fight. It didn't really look like the Bengals were going to win that game anyway. And the Cowboys, minus or what, plus seven and a half, come and beat the Minnesota Vikings, which was kind of awesome. I think I called that one. I, I definitely was on the Cowboys. I don't know if I said the money line on that one, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, how do you feel, Washington Football Club, Dallas Cowboys, for first place in the NFC East, first to four wins probably. So how do you how do you feel well, about I mean, that? Watch out, we got to we'll cover the Giants <laughs> later. They've got they've got an absolute layup. So we'll see. They're, they're staring down first place next week, which is absolutely surprised. insane. Um, listen, it started at plus one. Now it's plus three. That's a key number. Like, give me the plus three. I mean, it, like, okay. So a couple things are working out for the Cowboys, and people didn't really factor it into their analysis when they did these like money line parlays with the Vikings or whatever they decided to do. 
the, the, the offensive line in, in Sticks Picks was was on serious with us talking about this because he really liked Ezekiel Elliott in DFS last week, and that really panned out. First, I think it was his first game over 100 rushing yards, and he had a receiving touchdown as mm-hmm. well. So with that offensive line improvement, it does somewhat neutralize the Washington front seven, which is very, very good. So I think that might be what's working in their favor here. Uh, but three points is too many. I mean, that's to me, that's kind of a ridiculous line. I think it should have maybe stayed at one because they're the home team and Dalton's got a few games under his legs at this point. Um, I don't, I'm not really an Alex Smith believer, but even if he does the check down thing, I think the defense can keep this thing close. And he has enough weapons with McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, and Cam and Steven Sims that you know, they're not related, by the way, um, that yeah. I think he can move, matriculate the ball down the field in the game manager fashion that he normally does. So, yeah, give me, I think Washington probably wins this outright, but I'll take the three. At beating the book, I hope you, uh, I hope you just heard what Sia said. Matriculating, that's a big word. That's Bill. a, yeah, Gil, that's a big word. I, know. I just just want you to know that. So uh, uh, fun fact, Gil went to high school about 20 miles from me uh, in upper, like the upper Maryland area. And uh, it, he, it's a high school, like we played in, in sports and whatnot here and there. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big fan of the four and five syllable words. So yep. that's off to Gil. He's one of the best in the business for sure. That's off. Hopefully we're going to have Josh Applebaum on. Oh, in the next couple of weeks, he said he would come on. Josh, you said you'd come on. Uh, we have Stobie in the chat telling us, yes, Ezekiel Elliott did not hit 100 yards. Bang, he's right there. Uh, Stobie's also out. We'll get to Gus Edwards. Calm down, Stobie. Gus Edwards, Rutgers legend. You keep him out of your mouth, damn it. Um, I would say, yes, this game probably should have stayed at one. I actually kind of like the Washington Football Club more uh than the cowboys i think again because of what happened on that late sunday game where the cowboys win it's like oh my god i can't believe the cowboys won it's like well the vikings suck like let's not forget that guys they barely beat that bears team and they tried their hardest not to win that game uh so i I don't know why the vikings were seven and a half point favorites it didn't really make sense to me there yeah i think the washington football club wins outright like i I just think they they straight up win outright i don't really think it's that big a deal. I, I, as you said, yeah, their offensive line, the Cowboys offensive line is getting better. I don't think that's going to do too much. I think that front seven of the, the, the football club is just that damn good. So uh, I'm curious to see what happens and scary Terry. I am excited to watch scary Terry just carve up that Cowboys defense. Cause yeah, I agree. Alex Smith is going to check down a lot, but scary Terry's getting his 12 or 15 targets, whatever it may be. He'll have enough catches. He'll do something with it. Uh, so I actually do think the Washington football club wins outright. So obviously I'm going to take three points there. I think that's pretty darn easy. Um, do you want to move on? Let's go to the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, obviously a lot of news with this one. So JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram, not going to say they were making out, but both of them got COVID. Uh, <laughs> so that's something happened there. Gus bus Rutgers legend, most likely to get the start and actually did pretty well against the Steelers last time they played. I think he had about a hundred or about 80 ish yards rushing, maybe even had a touchdown on there. Going to be weird. Now I need to ask you every single week, maybe not every single week, every other week. I feel like, you know, we go through the three best teams in the AFC East, the three best teams in the AFC East. It's always the chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers in some kind of order. Can we finally take the Ravens out of that top three? Because when they go to six and five, they can't possibly be one of the best three teams in the AFC East when we're going to have the Dolphins possibly with seven wins, the Colts, the Titans, one of them's going to have eight wins at the end of this week. Well, I don't actually know if one of them is better, but can we finally just take the Ravens out of the top three? Because they are very clearly not one of the top three best teams in the AFC. Okay. First of all, you keep saying the AFC East. You're talking yeah, about I apologize. the AFC, right? Conference. Okay, so, no, my bad. 
Yeah, the th- we know who the third best team is, and it's not the Ravens. And I've sort of alluded to it the last couple of weeks. And our guy, David Meltzer, who's on the series show with us every Saturday night, has alluded to it since the preseason. The third best team in the AFC is none other than your Las Vegas Raiders, who, who by the way, should have beat the Chiefs last week. Mm-hmm. They, honestly, if you swapped jerseys, you would have thought the way they were passing it down the field, matriculating, if you will, they, they were the, the better squad. And honestly, it came down to a, a Nelson Aguilar-like kind of drop, tough tough ball to catch. If he catches that ball late in the fourth quarter, the game's over, the Raiders win. So I think the Raiders are, I don't, I don't want to say they're firmly entrenched as the third best team. I guess my point is, you have your top two teams, and then you have everybody else, and they're all on kind of a level playing field. And frankly, I think the Ravens are just under that. Part of that is injuries because they have major injuries on the defensive line. Their left tackle is out for the season, which is a really, really big deal. Mm-hmm. He's the best in the game. So, and of course, now we have these COVID issues with um, the, the running the running game. I noticed Stobie has a comment about Justice Hill. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, you're right. The Ravens are not fine. I mean, listen, they were a preseason pick of mine. Hell yeah. I don't That's think yeah, and I don't think they're out of it by any means, but something has to turn around specifically with Lamar Jackson, I think. I saw some stuff on social media today kind of blaming the receivers and not Lamar Jackson. I think that's way off base. I mean, I think it is absolutely Lamar Jackson, the second-best quarterback on the Baltimore Ravens. We know who the best quarterback is there, and he's not he's not finding his receivers. Do you no, want it's not Grace McSorley. You, oh, okay, all right. No, I, our friend, friend of the show, Mr. Griffin the Third. Absolutely. Go donate to his uh, foundation, kids. Great foundation, Robert the Griffin. The RG3 Foundation, check it's it awesome. out. It's a awesome. great, great foundation. Foundation. Also, go back and listen to the interview that Sia and Jason did. Also a great one. But yeah, it's starting to get kind of ridiculous. And and the scariest scariest thing for Ravens fans, again, so they have I ju- the, the most recent notification I got was they have five players and five staffers have tested positive. So we know two of the players, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. I don't know if we got word on the rest of them yet, the other three players. Obviously, five staffers is a lot. The one thing, the one worry about this game, and I don't think, I think no matter what, unless it's the entire offensive line or an entire position group is out with COVID, the NFL will make sure this game happens because, again, this is going to be one of the two or three most watched programs in America this entire year. So the NFL will 100% make sure this happens. They don't care if it's a blowout. They need the absolute uh, the 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 uh, TV ratings there. But if the Ravens drop to six and five, which I mean, it's kind of hard to see them not now. Of course, again, we say that, and they probably will come out and and win. I mean, they put up a bajillion yards against the the Steelers last game. It was Lamar Jackson's four turnovers that really did them in. The Steelers dropped to six, or I'm sorry, the Ravens dropped to six and five. It is real difficult for them to make the playoffs. Uh, Very, very difficult, which is just a crazy thing to think about considering, again, where they were at the beginning of the year and where we all assumed they would be. Um, So I guess I'll throw it back to you, Sia. I mean, we have 85%, almost 90% of the money coming in on the Steelers. It looks like it's sticking at about minus four and a half. looks like you can get it at minus five and a half. Over-under is crazy low as well. I guess they don't really believe in the either of these offenses too much hard to not go with the Steelers at this point, right? Uh, wrong. No, I'm on the Ooh. Ravens here. And, and it's mostly because, okay, so we, we have Mark Ingram out. I, I don't know that that's really a factor here, right? J.K. Dobbins is, is the most talented running back on the team. He's out. He's really dynamic also in the passing game. But just like Stobie brought up, you know, Justice Hill 
he can catch like he will be he will be used in in the passing game and gus edwards is more like a north south guy your your rutgers product but listen gus edwards had a fine time just like you said against pittsburgh last time they played which wasn't that long ago so i honestly think unless there's a lamar injury that i don't know about which i know a few weeks back they were or maybe like a month or so ago they were talking about maybe a knee issue and he was resting you know during um weekly practice and whatnot but unless there's something i don't know i think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty easily against Pittsburgh. So listen, they killed Jacksonville last week, but the three games prior to that, Pittsburgh was allowing 4.9 yards per carry to running backs in, in those like three weeks prior to the Jacksonville game. So it's not like they're like staunch on, on the defensive line. Devin Bush is out. He's out for the rest of the season. You can move the ball that way. So I think this is a ball control game. I think the Ravens have just enough to maybe score some points. We've seen sort of, we've seen Pittsburgh kind of be up and down against certain teams. They put the full court press on Jacksonville, but if they don't cause those turnovers like they did in the Jacksonville game a few days ago, then then it, you know, Ravens are probably going to score their points. So give me, give me the dog here for sure. You convinced me. Wow. That was so easy. No, I mean, it is again, what they did the first time Ravens probably should have, they had a very good chance. I think it was fourth and like seven from like the 15 or something. So they, they, they were about to score that last touchdown. They just couldn't punch it in. And I mean, again, Lamar Jackson, you usually don't have four turnovers in a game. I think he had two picks, two fumbles. It wasn't a great game for him. They put up a bunch of yards. They put up a bunch of points, still weren't able to pull it through. The Steelers stat lines, if you look back at that game, kind of sucked. Like they, they put up what feels like maybe 250 yards of total offense and just ended up winning that game because they didn't really have to move the ball too far. So I think I think our money line parlay is just going to be all the dogs in the the Thanksgiving games? Yeah, I think so. For free. Screw it at this point. You might as well, right? Let's just take all the dogs. Uh, you got to be the fun. Lions, though. That's tough. But again, hey. we talked about how that, that seems kind of trash. See? Maybe on the right side fishy. It's a little fishy. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to do it. I'll put in a money line parlay. Lions, football club, Ravens. And uh, just hope and pray that the Ravens don't screw me over again. So I think that part is is pretty important. That's going to be a lot of fun, people. That's why we do it. We bet because it's fun. Not also because we like it, but because it's fun. And that is our Thanksgiving breakdown of all the Thanksgiving games. We got three. As I said, we have articles already out. We're going to have a significant more coming props, more bets, everything that you need. Make sure you're on Windaily Sports. Go to windailysports.com to get Everything 50% off. Happy Black Friday, people. Happy Black Friday. Take advantage of it and make a bunch of money with us. That is what we're here to do. So let's go to the Sunday games. We still have a bunch of those. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'm all about it. Uh, first one that I'm seeing here, we have Titans. We have Colts. Just saw this game like, what, like two weeks ago? Uh, this was another weird, hey, the Titans opened up as favorites. Then I went to the Colts and yada, yada, yada. And I don't even remember who won. I think it was the Colts ended up winning, right? It was kind of a, you know, just a dumb AFC South game. But here we are. Titans Colts again line opened up at minus four and a half. It's come down to even minus three in some places. And the Titans are getting all the money. Uh, and it's not even close. Almost 90% of the money going to the Titans over under sits at about 51. Uh, it's kind of weird, right? We just saw the Colts beat the Titans. Now we're in Indianapolis. Um, I know the Titans just beat the Ravens in overtime, so maybe that's where some of the love's coming from. Uh, the Colts just beat the Packers, though. In a, I mean, the refs really didn't want the Colts to win that game. I don't know if anyone saw. There's like nine holding penalties in the last minute and a half. It was some just ridiculous thing that, yeah, clearly someone had money on that game. But talk to me a little bit. 
Colts, Titans, minus three, minus three and a half. What are you feeling? I mean, starting out at four and a half and getting bet down, I guess I understand that a little bit because four and a half is, is pretty high. But yeah, with, listen, two weeks ago, they got completely curb stomped by the running game with the yep. Colts. Whether it was Naheem, I mean, it was Naheem Hines that game. I'm kind of hoping, by the way, for fantasy purposes, it's Jonathan Taylor in my in my year-long leagues, but uh, this week. But yeah, I, I don't know. This I'll be honest, this is a stay-away game for me. But listen, I think, no, we know Taylor Lewan is out, the, the left tackle, but I'm pretty sure the backup left tackle is now out as well for tennis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're enduring some issues on, on the offensive line, and their defense just isn't very good. Now, listen, Phillip Rivers is not the guy that's going to expose a defense because he's Phillip Rivers and he shot puts the ball out of his arm. But they have the running game, and they have the weapons. And frankly, the one thing Phillip Rivers is doing well is that short this short area throws. He's finding guys wide open like Michael Pittman in space who are you know running 30 yards like untouched. But they, I think they have just enough to kind of win this game kind of comfortably. Like, I don't want to bet on the Colts here, but that's definitely where, if I if I was going to bet this game, that's where my money would be. It's just crazy that there's so much money coming in on the Titans right now. Uh, again, we're only a couple weeks removed from that Thursday night game where you, you said. Now, again, it's, it's funny when you look at the score. I think it was like 34 to 17, but if you watch the game, it was like a shanked punt for like 15 or 20 yards or whatever that led to a really short field and led to a touchdown. And then there was that block punt that obviously led, you know, immediately to a touchdown. So that's a quick 14 points in the third quarter. Gostowski probably missed three kicks that you would have, <laughs> you would have friggin' hit those with your eyes closed, of course, but we have actual evidence of that. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just, it's a weird thing to me to see that much. Like, do people remember all of those things that happened? I feel like that's just something like you and I should remember, not Joe public. Well, first of all, that did happen, but they were already losing grip of that game. Like even before halftime, I started to think, oh, because I, I think I had money on the Titans that game. Yeah. I started to think, oh no, like I can like I could already seal the see the tide turning like late second quarter. In the third quarter, like even before the, the the punt issues, they were winning everywhere at the line of scrimmage in the passing game. They were winning everywhere. So I, honestly, I, I I thought it was kind of a thorough beating from the Colts. It just didn't really show up until those mm-hmm. third those terrible special teams plays happen. So, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, listen, anytime you're getting four and a half is a big number against this is a division rivalry mm-hmm. um, the Titans, you know, looked to have played well last week. So I think people I'm assuming people are seeing that. But again, I don't I don't like the Titans here. It's a bad spot for them. Yeah, it is scary. And uh, our, our good friend Iggy Rodriguez, um, he was sending me text messages. I was asleep on my couch and the Ravens were up by two touchdowns. And then he starts sending me text messages. He's like, hey, man, I'm starting to freak out. And I wake up and it's overtime. I was like, what the hell happened, Iggy? Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, so that was fun. Uh, Iggy and I, uh, we we have some fun together. It's a, it's a funny crew over here. Love everybody at Wendaily Sports. Uh, so let's move on. We have the Panthers and the Vikings. Minus four in Minnesota to the Vikings. Over under sits at about 48 and a half. Pretty much 50-50 splits all around for the spread. Panthers just kick the crap out of the Lions. The Vikings just lose to the really terrible Cowboys. Vikings still come in as four-point favorites. I think we're going to have PJ uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think, and um, Teddy Bridgewater might play, but I think it's trending towards not. Again, this is Tuesday. We usually do the show on Wednesday, so we have more information. But um, I don't know. Four seems like a big number again, especially with as bad as the Vikings have been this year. It's a big number, and there's some weird results from Adam Thielen's COVID test. He tested mm, positive. Thank you. I negative. forgot about that. So, so that obviously factors in because you know without Thielen, this is you know Justin Jefferson's a great receiver, but without Thielen, it's a completely different offense, and it's you know 
I, I think Kirk Cousins would just sort of melt away if he didn't have Adam Thielen. He leans on him so much. So I like it if Thielen is out. Uh, it's probably a stay away if he's not, but you're right. Four is a lot of points. I mean, I'm, you know, PJ Walker, he, XFL he, legend. Yeah, he was good and then he was bad. You mm-hmm. know, he, he was definitely mixed results there. But, and then I don't think Christian McCaffrey's playing. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. They're going to hold him out another week. So it's the Mike Davis show again. Yeah, but I like the four points. Now that I think it through, PJ Walker with another week under his belt. And you have like that trio of receivers, if you include Curtis Samuel in that analysis with Mike Davis. Yeah, four is too many against a Vikings team that that was probably on a real high before that Cowboys game because they were sort of playoff relevant. Mm-hmm. Now they're completely not playoff relevant, and they've got random people kind of popping up with COVID. I, I could see a potential sort of mail-in job here. So yeah, give me the four points. Yeah, I think I, I will agree with you there. I don't think I, I don't think the Vikings defense is very good. I know they kind of looked def- decent for a couple weeks, but one of those games was against the Bears again. So let's not, not, not forget about that. One was against the Packers, but that was just a weird ass game. Dalvin Cook just did whatever he wanted. So it's, uh, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, one thing I will say is Dalvin Cook will run all over this Panthers team, which will be a lot of fun to watch. So I don't even know if Adam Thielen is necessary. I think the game plan should be, Kirk, if you have to throw the ball 10 times, we really screwed up. So just let uh, Mario, uh, let, um, not Mario Addison, wrong Addison, uh, Alexander Madison, there we go, and Dalvin Cook do their thing. And uh, I think it should be just lights out on the Panthers at that point. But four is still a lot of points, and the Vikings defense is pretty bad. So I do think that the Panthers have a pretty good shot. So we'll see. Should be a fun one. Um, pretty DFS relevant. So I think that should be definitely something to pay attention to. Well, the DFS relevant game is coming right up, man. Yep. This is like, in yeah. my opinion, the DFS game. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're looking at the same list. So I have the Chargers and the Bills in Buffalo. Bills coming off a bye, minus six to the Bills. It's down to about five and a half. More of the bets are coming in on the Bills, but the money's about split 50-50. Over, under of 50, 90% of the money is on the over. That number got bet up to 53. I am 100% in for it. Justin Herbert, we were wrong. He looks like the absolute real deal. Um, Josh Allen, I know you're going to say some disparaging things about him, but I love watching him play football. It's an absolute blast. Uh, Austin Eckler, uh, looks to be returning from the IR this week. So I'm kind of curious. I mean, we, we saw his workout videos. Of course, everybody puts those workout videos out. So whatever, man. But I think it's going to be really interesting to actually see how many touches he gets, especially considering they kind of found, you know, Justin Jackson, he gets hurt. So whatever, Josh Kelly keeps fumbling the ball. So we're not really going to pay attention to him. Oh, we found Kalen Blodge and he's actually done pretty well, like pretty solid, especially as a fourth string running back. So I'm kind of curious how much run they're going to give Austin Eckler. I assume it's most of it. Um, Before we get to your pick and, you know, a little bit of analysis, I just want to say Sia did take the chargers last week and Anthony Lynn let him the F down one more time uh, i think anthony lynn has to be an usher at your your funeral at this point just so it can be one last time because my god this guy hates you so much see ya. so talk to me a little bit we got the bills minus five and a half at home over the chargers well for the record anthony lynn has been mostly a bet against for me because of how just future that i know team is games, but i told you that and you still took them that's all i'm gonna yeah, say you did uh but again listen to win long term in the nfl you've got to be on more dogs than you want to be on. And this is another situation where I'm going to take a dog, mostly because I think six is just way too many points. I mean, if this was like three or four, um, I think the Bills handle this game. 
But and I, I understand what where are you going with this. You're this doing it to yourself, man. Hold on. This isn't going You're to breaking be your own rules. You can on, take let's... other dogs. You don't have to take the Anthony Lynn dog. You know this... he hates you. He's gonna bite you in the ass, see ya. You're getting it all wrong. You don't understand the Anthony Lynn model. The Anthony Lynn model is not being able to protect a lead and losing by one, two, three, four, or five points. This is a completely different scenario where the expectation is that if 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 they lose that lead, they still cover. So if I'm getting plus six, I can have Anthony in a lead and he just completely blows it. And then, you know, that, that's it. I, I, I've got my cover. So it's just too many points. Listen, the, the Bills will be able to move the ball pretty well against the Chargers, but same goes for the Chargers. I mean, Kalen Balaj is nothing special, but Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Hunter Henry caught a couple touchdown passes. Jalen Guyton can, can get deep potentially. Um, by the way, that's a DFS, just complete dart throw if you want. Mm -hmm. Speaking of DFS, Gabriel Davis is another one because John Brown might not be playing with his ankle issue. Mm -hmm. I suspect he won't be playing. So Cole Beasley on DraftKings is kind of priced up more than I thought he would. I think he's like 5,500. But Gabriel Davis, I believe, is like 3K. So Beasley's going to get the touches. He's great for DK. Just throwing that out there because this is such a DFS-relevant game. Actually, right after this show, I'm doing my um, my serious on-demand segment with like the three favorite lines and, and the three favorite stacks. That's definitely one of them, and just you know, keep that in mind. But six is too many points, Anthony Lynn or not. Six is too many points. Damn, I oof, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, Sia. I don't even. I understand your thinking. Yes, the, the the Chargers will be up by seventeen and then let us down. That's kind of how it works, and they'll lose the game. Um, but I think Anthony Lynn knows and hears the things you say about him, and he wants to prove you wrong. So I think he's going to be working with that six point lead. I do like the Chargers in this spot because the Bills' defense kind of sucks and the Chargers' offense has been awesome. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. I think this game is going to be a blast. Uh, so I'm just excited to watch this one. It's one of the 1 o'clock games. So uh, it should just be a fun game, but I don't know. I don't know which way I'm leaning. I don't think I'm going to bet on this game, but if I guess I did, I'd probably go Bills 5.5. Or just take the over. Screw it. Let's just take the points. That's way more fun. I don't know. I've seen this over even higher than what we're seeing now. I think I've seen 54 and a half and 55 for this game. So I think oh. depending on where you, I understand we have a, a lot of different sources for, for these lines, but I think you're going to see this creep up is my point to like 54, 55 weather permitting. And that's probably something I should be looking into, but um, mm, it is in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. But outside of that, this, this should be a shootout. Should be an absolute blast. Uh, all right, let us move on. We have the Giants. We have the Bengals line opened at uh, in Cincinnati. Line opened minus four and a half to the Giants. It's now minus five and a half. Uh, about 70% of the bets are coming in on the Giants. About 75% of the money is coming in on the Giants. The over-under moved from 45 to 42.5. Yikes. With almost all the money obviously coming in on the under with that. Uh, as we said before, Joe Burrow, uh, his whole knee pretty much exploded. They wouldn't even replay it. It was that gross. Uh, you can kind of see it a little bit. And his leg goes the wrong way. It's very unfortunate. I think he's such a cool dude. And I, uh, I'm very, very disappointed um, with, uh, with that. But it is the NFL. This happens every year. And there's really nothing we can do about it. So Giants. Coming off two wins, coming off a bye, firing their offensive line coach because him and the head coach get into a fist fight. Um, everyone in the world is on the Giants. A 100% the Bengals cover. This line's going to continue to move up. It's probably going to get to about six and a half. That's where I will take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover. I'll still take it at five and a half. Yeah, you're right. It's going to continue to go up. I mean, not only have the Giants won two in a row, but the game they lost prior to that, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't against it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Mm -hmm. Where yep. you could argue they should have won that should've game won as that well. Game. So, I mean, 
they're they're sort of peaking right now in, in the <laughs> NFC. East. I mean, like but but listen, Ryan Finley. I mean, so it's not just Ryan Finley. So you have to understand what Joe Burrow did. He had an awful offensive line, and he made it seem like even though he was getting crushed here and there, he was getting hit everywhere. But like he made it seem like his offensive line wasn't that bad. He made it seem like, well, yeah, we have a, we have deficiencies, but like I can move around, I can step up in the pocket, I can scramble, and I can I can see these guys, T. Higgins and AJ Green downfield, and and I and I got this. But Ryan Finley doesn't have that luxury. Actually, he's he's kind of mobile, but he's his pocket presence. He doesn't have any of the attributes or skills that Joe Burrow was drafted for. So. Yeah, this is going to be a tough time. And honestly, the way the Giants are, all their receivers are healthy. They, they have the full complement of receivers. Wayne Gallman is playing well enough to be relevant. Uh, Evan Ingram is, is you know, seems to be like actually catching balls Capable. and running the right route. So that helps. So I just don't like as, as good as the receivers are for Cincinnati. I just don't see Ryan Finley getting them the ball. And so, yeah, I actually think, I don't know how high I would, like if it's seven and a half, I would never take the Giants, but I'll tell you this, believe it or not, the Giants are going to be involved in a ton of money line parlays in a ton. This is going to be a like for a lot of people, they're just going to see Ryan Finley and they're going to see the Giants are good enough. Let me go ahead and money line parlay this, which I'm probably going to do as well. I would advise you not to. This is again, it's the NFC East. What does the NFC East do? They screw everything up at the most perfect time. The Eagles, oh, they're going to crush the Giants. It's not even close. What do they do? They end up losing. The Cowboys, ah, oh, they're going to win this game. They're going to lose that game. It's usually the opposite. The football club comes out and blows out Joe Burrow's leg. I, This is the game. Once people have confidence in the Giants, that's when I know the other shoe is about to drop. That's just how it's been the last, I don't know, five years. I think the Giants have the literal worst record in the NFL, and that includes the 0-16 Browns team. That's how bad this Giants team has been. So while it looks great, they're coming off, a, as you said, they're peaking. They're peaking against two, literally the NFC East has four of the five worst teams in the NFC. They're, they're literally the only other team that's in there is the Falcons by record. The only other team that's in there is the Falcons. So they're all the worst teams in the NFC. I, I don't know why, and I know, and again, it's Joe Burrow. He's not there. I don't know what's going to happen. I am very confident that the Bengals at least cover, and again, I would not be surprised in the least if Dan Daniel Dimes, Daniel Pennies, throws three friggin' picks. One of them's return. He has a fumble. Just a bunch of bullshit happens. That is, it's the most perfect time for this to happen in the NFC, and that is why I think it's going to happen. I'm not going to put my money on this game because I try not to bet on the Giants games because I have enough emotions, as you could probably tell, involved. But um, yeah, this is just the perfect time, man. I'm telling you, the perfect yeah. time. You are too jaded to be objective at this point, I think. That's so, true. 100%. I, I'll agree with you. wrong because it's still a big line and it's still the New York Giants. But let me just point out one thing. I don't want to get off on too, of a, too much of a tangent because I know we probably only got another 20 minutes on the show. But I think I just said this like two weeks ago. I know we said it right after the draft collectively as a win daily team. Drafting T. Higgins, who was a great receiver, instead of upgrading the offensive line behind your star number one prize future 10, next 10, 15 year quarterback is the equivalent of what you, it's malpractice. I mean, th this is like the highest degree of negligence you could possibly exhibit as a general manager is not upgrading the offensive line with all those picks that you had. They had a high second round pick, they had a third round pick, they had plenty of picks, and they drafted 
T. Higgins. They already had Auden Tate, who flashed the year before. A.J. Green, who was finally going to be healthy this year. And, of course, Tyler Boyd, who was an emerging star receiver. And they had other guys, too. Erickson is a, a decent enough guy. They had um, the burner, uh, John Ross. John like, Ross. They did not need to draft this guy. You could have tr- traded the pick away or, or traded traded up with a couple of your picks, grabbed the next best offensive lineman, and they didn't do it, and now Burrow's injured. This is like Andrew Luck times two. It's David Carr times two. This is not where this franchise needs to be, but it's their own fault. It's very sad, uh, especially because Joe Burrow's so cool too. Like he's good at football also. He's pretty damn cool, so that helps. As Stoby says, Colts lost Andrew Luck because they did not draft a line at all. They got Quentin Nelson, though. They got a guard. They picked a guard one time, and yeah, look at that. It didn't really do anything. So exactly, it it is sad to see kind of that stuff happen. Kind of just forgot about Andrew Luck, though, which is kind of funny how that works, but sorry. Here's the thing. Here's the difference with Andrew Luck. You could have made an argument on that team that he needed a receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like there were drafts after you drafted Andrew Luck where, where it kind of made sense. Like, oh, let's just grab this skill position guy or this defensive back. You did not need a receiver if you were the Bengals. You needed to protect your quarterback because even if you thought A.J. Green was a little washed and old, you still had Tyler Boyd. You still had Auden Tate who had played well the year before. Like you had, you could pick up guys in free agency. You could pick up a, a Devin Duvernay type, you know, later on in the draft or, or, you know, not that he's flashed, but you know my point. Like still. these guys that have like, you know, potential that you can draft in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. You don't need to draft T Higgins there. And it's just, you see this shiny toy and you don't know any better. And you're like, Oh, he's going to be great for us. Well, yeah, that's true. He's going to be great for you, but you're probably going to lose your quarterback for a game or two or maybe 10 or 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, you know, I mean, however many weeks, what we're on week 12 right now. So at least six weeks this year and we'll kind of see what happens next year. So thanks rocker. Um, really appreciate that bud wishing me a happy birthday thanks bud um yeah it's sad and that's the thing you know i hate colin cowherd but he said something once that really made sense wide receivers are the icing on the cake like you need you need a good you know defensive line offensive line quarterback you need then a good the rest of your defense just get that figured out and the wide receivers you get enough time everybody's a good wide receiver right like it's just one of those things brandon stokely was an incredible wide receiver right like there's just so many guys you can point to and say hey he was like open like that's all you really needed if you have a good quarterback i don't think you had to spend that high of a pick and yes t higgins looks great but who cares like he's now he has no one throwing him the ball for the next two years The order of things is offensive line, then defensive line, then everything else. I mean, you can make the argument like defensive back after that, but receiver is not in that like initial part of the equation. And by the way, a a testament to that theorem, if you will, is in terms of an like maybe a potentially average quarterback behind a great offensive line or a great offensive system is none other than Tom Brady. Yeah, I said it. He's not like I listen. He he had the luxury of being in a great system. He's still a great quarterback. But I, I think Tom Brady in a different offense behind a different scheme might not be the quarterback we all think he is. I was actually just trying to um, get a rise out of you there, Michael, and it totally didn't work out. But I do think that Peyton Manning is the best quarterback of all time. There. How about that? Did that work? I don't care. <laughs> why, why? Eli beat Tom Brady in the playoffs twice. Like that's literally 18 and what? Like that's literally the only thing I care about. But while you were talking, I wasn't paying attention because I was writing down all the big words that you've used so far. I have matriculate malpractice theorem, not a big word, but it sounds good and negligence. So I'm going to keep, going to keep taking up only one of those is four syllables. Thought you'd be better. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put a five one in here before the, uh, before the, the day you'd be better than that so yeah i think the giants suck i think the Bengals are going to suck too but 
I just have confidence that the Giants are going to screw this up. Blah. Screw this up. A uh, couple more one o'clock games before. Actually, wow, a bunch more one o'clock games. All right, this is fun. Uh, Browns, Jaguars. Finally, the Browns are not playing in what assumes to be just, I don't know, the worst possible weather on planet Earth, like 55 mile an hour gusts, just unbelievable amounts of rain. Browns are favored by six in Jacksonville. Uh, over under sits at about 50 right now. All the money's coming in on the over. More bets on the Jags at plus six. More money coming in on the Browns at minus six. See ya. Jake Lillian, do you think you know? Hey, let me ask you this. Is uh, Miles Garrett back? He is back, right? No, nope. he is going to be out this week. He's going to be out. Um, I, I still like the Browns just because I really want to take the Jaguars here, but I just think the Browns running game is going to be too much for the Jaguars over four quarters. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Here Trump, we go. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you from yourself. Because it's not going to be raining, the Browns are going to think that they can throw the ball. Yeah, well, that, and they're going to do that. That would be a terrible idea. Exactly. <laughs> that's no, what's going to happen. Tell yeah. me that's not going to happen. Well, it's, it's Kevin Stefanski though, and I think he's smart enough. He, this isn't this isn't the old ball club with like Freddie Kitchens and uh, who was it? Hugh Jackson right before him. The, terrible, terrible coaches. So yeah. no, I think Stefanski is going to get smart here. Listen, the Browns are on track to make the playoffs like emphatically. And all you have to do against the Jaguars is have a conservative game plan and run Nick Chubb and then run Kareem Hunt and have them hurdle over uh, like multiple people like they did mm -hmm. last week. And you cover the six. six and a half is a lot of points. Jake Luton looks like he's regressed a little bit. Yeah, it was the Pittsburgh defense, but yeah, some of those throws, I mean, one got tipped, but like, yeah, I'm, I think maybe the book is out on him a little bit at this point, And maybe we're kind of realizing why he was a seventh round pick. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Browns here. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I think this is like the perfect time for just dumb stuff to happen. And Casey, sorry, I, I didn't mean to call whatever the hell that is weather in Cleveland bad. My, my bad, man. I mean, I saw it. I had to. I had to. The only game I got to watch on Sunday at one o'clock was Eagles Browns. That was hey, awful. Let, let me say because because I uh, this is Casey chiming in who, mm -hmm. who I, I talked to. Um, privately early in the week he he just had one sort of thing to say about the the burrow thing that triggered me sorry i know i'm backtracking he said the only surprise about that burrow injury is that it didn't happen earlier and i just i just that yep. is like the perfect way to encapsulate mm -hmm. what the cincinnati bengals did to joe burrow yep yeah so. i mean we kind of were talking about it all year like he was getting hammered it was just kind of eventually gonna happen came against a really good defensive line that was getting a significant amount of pressure the whole game. It's really not that surprising. Uh, right. It's just kind of sad. Um, and Greg Williams before Freddie Kitchens. So that they were like solid for those six games, weren't they? Yeah, they were solid. I yeah, I thought they were yeah. like, that's when they kind of won some games. Like, I don't know. But nobody likes Greg Williams. So they were like, yeah, you can't be yeah. the coach. Sorry. Yeah, buddy. right. And then, so then they wasted another year of uh, just Cleveland's fans' hearts. Gotta love it, Casey. You gotta love it. I don't know, man. I think, um, yeah, the Browns should win this game if they forget that they have two of the best running backs in all of football. I think, I think they still win no matter what. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kind of dumb for like the first half where the Jags score seven points first and then they start to freak out um, and are like, wait, we shouldn't give the ball to Nick Chubb 18 times. Let's do something else. That's the wrong thing to do, Kevin Stefanski. That's the wrong thing to do. Uh, let's move on. Jol Dolphins, Jets. Uh, Dolphins favored by seven in New York over under sits at about 44. Uh, most of the money coming in on the under, which is kind of weird. Uh, most of the money obviously coming in on the Dolphins. We said it the last two weeks, the Dolphins lines were very, very fishy. Last week, 
they got it. They, they, we, we finally were right. I guess it took us a couple weeks to be right. But we said, hey, why are the Dolphins only favored by three and a half to the Broncos? Oh, wait, it's on the road. Oh, wait, it's a mile high to his first road game. Tua was so bad, he just gets pulled from the game. That's how <laughs> awful it was. It wasn't an injury. It came out, I was like, oh, he rolled his ankle. And it's like, nah, he didn't roll his ankle. He sucked. So we took him out of the game. Fitzmagic almost did his thing uh, towards the end of the game there. But we were right, see ya. Took two weeks, but we were right. They, uh, the Vegas knew something. This game now, seven seems a little bit more understandable. Um, the Jets, man, the Jets are bad. Uh, the only reason they covered was because the Chargers uh, decided to what take a self-safety uh, in the end zone to kind of flip that spread a little bit, which is kind of funny. What do you think, though? Minus seven to the Dolphins in New York? Do the Jets have a chance of even yeah, covering? I'll take the dog again, plus seven. They're putting Tua back in. Tua, the, the, I, I feel like the game script is, is out on Tua. Tua is like Alex Smith, essentially, at this point. I mean, he's throwing the ball like five, ten yards down the field or just at the line of scrimmage, and I just don't think that's really going to intimidate the Jets. I mean, the Jets played pretty well against the Chargers, specifically offensively. Like, I assume this is going to be Joe Flacco and not Sam Darnold, and whether it's Mims or Brashad Perryman or Jamison Crowder, uh, like they'll be able to move the ball down the field. So I actually think this is more like a four or five point game. I don't think it's a seven point game. You're going to take the Jets? Yeah. Oh yeah. The Jets plus seven. Give me another dog. Damn. I'm just not going to bet this game uh, again. I feel like it should be more. If this game was last week, what do you think the line would have been? Nine and a half. I was exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Nine and a half to the Dolphins. So that's uh good, at least our brains we're in sync baby we're in sync even a day early we're still in sync we got a bunch of people talking in the chat it's mostly just rocker thanks rock appreciate you and uh chris cox you too oh and stoby what's up guys i uh, appreciate everybody over there uh let's move on yeah it's uh, so james rocker says uh or rocker i should say um he says snell season uh have mm. you seen, like james connor i feel like he runs like Sucks. a 10 second 40 yeah it's bad my season long team's not happy about it for the record for the record, Benny Snell at the combine, I believe, ran like a four six five forty, which is why, which is why he didn't get drafted super high. He looks like hyper speed compared to James Conner. So I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I just so, total side note. I think Anthony McFarland might be the best running back on that team, the rookie out of Maryland. But he's just again, he's a rookie. He's just not going to get the time. But that's just a little side note there. That's just a little side note. We'll see what happens there. Hey, Justin's there too, and Stoby says Flacco is elite. Yes. Flacco is definitely elite. RIP Sam Darnold. Going to miss the hell out of that guy. A uh, couple fishy lines coming up. Very fishy. Very, very fishy. We have a game started as a pick'em. Raiders-Falcons. It's now minus three to the Raiders. Over-under of 56. Let's fucking go. Uh, all the money's coming in on the under, though, unfortunately. Over 95% of the money. I'm still here for the over, but after what the Falcons just did, laying a total egg against Taysom Hill, and after what the Raiders did, as you said, probably the third best team. Obviously, they beat the Chiefs the first time they come. They probably should have beat the Chiefs the second time. Yeah, they've had a couple losses, but haven't we all? Why is this game open as a pick 'em? Does that not scare the hell out of you? I have no idea. I mean, I you know they played a Sunday night game. They have to travel to the East for I believe this is a yeah oh it's a one o'clock start. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't imagine that factors in so much that it's worth like three points. So I I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, the Raiders, like we, we opened the show by talking about how the Raiders are, are potentially the third best team in the AFC, but at least in the top six. I, 
I don't think you could really make a great argument that the Raiders are not a top six team in the AFC. And here Atlanta is just being awful. Julio's probably not going to play. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for just for fantasy purposes or DFS, even if that guy's active, please don't play him because his hamstring will tighten up. He'll pull his growing within like 12 minutes and you won't get the benefit of three quarters of points. I mean, that happens to Julio probably more often than any player in the history of the NFL. The point is that Ryan has been terrible too. And, you know, the Raiders aren't going to do much from a pass rush standpoint. So that's going to help Matt Ryan out a little bit, but yeah, the Raiders are just a better team. They're going to be throwing the ball downfield and that they got Josh Jacobs. I, I don't, uh, give me the Raiders. Listen, I, I took so many dogs today. I feel comfortable taking what looks to be like some sort of fishy trap bet. But I wish I got it at Pick'em, but I absolutely will take it at three. I'd probably take this at four. Uh, once it gets to like four and a half, I'd be way out on it. That's just, it's too fishy for me, man. I don't understand. Again, especially like recency bias. What we just saw, Falcons look like shit. The Raiders look awesome, still end up losing, at least against to a good team and not, you know, Taysom Hill. Scares me. Definitely scares me. Usually when you see these lines, see what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to just dive headfirst, headfirst right into them and say, okay, Falcons plus three, I'll take it. So that's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to take Falcons plus three. I don't know why. Uh, I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves. Is that a saying that you hate? No, it's uh, it's funny you brought that up because I think I used that just like in the last few days and I hated myself for it. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, that's, that's acceptable. I'll take that one. Thanks. I, yeah. I appreciate you for that. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm on the Falcons and all the money's coming in on the under, which just kind of stinks. So I'll just take the over, especially if that number keeps going down. Let's go. So easy, now. Easy okay. game to stack, by the way, because Derek Carr's oh, yep. throwing the ball downfield to Darren Waller, Nelson Aguilar. Maybe you want to throw in Josh Jacobs. That's not great with the Derek Carr stack, but Calvin Ridley on the way back is where you want to go. Don't mess with Hurst. Don't mess with Julio. If you want to get really super cute, go with Blake, because um, Zacchaeus might have a knee issue, and that's Blake will probably spell Julio Jones. Um, it'll be super cheap, but um, that's for another day. But I just wanted to point that out because that's one of my stack games for the the serious segment. I love it. Oh, Rocker's telling us to fade that game. Oh, my goodness, Rocker. Get the hell out of here. Whatever. <laughs> um, let's move on. Another fishy-ass game. Game started as a pick Cardinals in New England. It's now minus two, minus two and a half, depending on where you're seeing it. All the money in the world is coming in on the Cardinals. All the money in the world is coming in on the over. And when I say that, it's over 90% of the money. It's coming in on the over. And the Cardinals, minus two over under, is at 48 and a half right now. The Patriots just lost to Deshaun Watson. The Cardinals, uh, yeah, they didn't look so hot, but at least it was against a good team. They had a good chance to tie that game, potentially win it really late there. Kyler Murray is dealing with a little shoulder, but we'll see. I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially because they had the Thursday night game. But... How the hell is this game open up as a pick'em? What the hell is that? I don't know. This is one that I'm not going to fall for it here. Like I'm not taking the Patriots. But this is definitely a stay away for me. If I absolutely had to bet it, I'd just go. I'd fall for the trap and just take the Cardinals because I think they have obviously too much offense for the Patriots. And I mean, listen. If if I mean, it's it's kind of simple logic. But like, if the Patriots couldn't contain Deshaun Watson, I mean, Kyler Murray runs better. He's more elusive than Deshaun Watson at this point, and he has a better trio of receivers. I mean, Will Fuller's great. Brandon Cooks is good. But give me, give me. Well, I shouldn't say it's better, but D Hop and Kirk, uh, and I would I mean, say it's better. I'll say it for you. They're better. <laughs> fair enough. So yeah, I, I I don't see how this game opened at two or opened at Pickham, and I don't see how it's still at two. I, I would have think this would have vaulted up to three pretty quick too. Patriots will be able to run the ball on them. Um, they should be able to pass the ball on them. You know, Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird, but it's a stay away for me. That's just too fishy. 
too fishy. That's two games in a row, man. I just don't get it. Where are these lines coming from? Especially, again, Vegas doesn't make the lines because they think that's exactly how the game's going to end. They're just trying to get 50% on the bet on one side and 50% on the other. But in some situations, they want everybody to be on one side because they want to win the game. And what the side they're saying is, of course you should take the Cardinals at minus one or minus two. That's how they're going to win all their money for the week. I did an article for One Daily Sports. It's free every week. Uh, I started I started doing it. And it's just the three most lopsided bets. Guess what? Every single one last week went to the TV, to Vegas. Vegas won. All the people, all the public that were on the bets, the Dolphins were one of them. The Ravens were one of them. I can't remember what the third one was. Every single one lost. The public lost all their money. Vegas took them. That, this is one of the games. And I think... The Raiders, too, unfortunately, um, that's not quite as lopsided, but that's definitely, I think, going to go in that direction. Um, all right, we have three 4 o'clock games, and then we have a couple primetime games to get to as well. Let's open it up. NFC West matchup, 49ers and Rams down in Los Angeles. Rams minus 7. Uh, 49ers coming off a nice buy. Over-under started at 47. It's now down to 45. Uh 60-40 split on the bets, about 70-30, two-thirds, one-third on the money, all going to the 49ers. This is the most perfect spot, right? The Rams just beat Tom Brady in prime time. They look incredible, high-flying offense. Defense looks great. This is the perfect spot for the 49ers to come and win, right? Like, it's not even a question. It's not even a question. This is one of my favorite bets of the week. Bang. 49ers. You you said it. This is recency bias like bold-faced. This is exactly – public's going to jump on this. They haven't really seen the Niners. And last time they did, they vaguely remember, oh, they weren't very good. They haven't been very good. By the way, they've been kind of banged up, but they're getting some guys back, mm-hmm. particularly on the offensive end at receiver and running back. Their defense had already been getting healthy when they played the Saints a couple weeks ago. Uh, they still have the, the issue at quarterback, but again, coming off a bye, they, they should have fixed that issue to some degree. And we saw what the Rams did. The Rams defense is very good, but this is Kyle Shanahan versus Sean McVay. Sean mm-hmm. McVay's kryptonite, if he has any, is a coach that is as good as him. And I think I actually think Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in the league. So and I think you can, you know, Bill Belichick, yes, you can, but I'm ta- I'm talking like leave Bill Belichick. Yeah. Josh McDaniels out of it out of the equation. I think Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in the league, and I think Sean McVay is probably second best. And by the way, they were together with Washington just five, six years ago with RG3 mm. and Alfred Morris in, in that team. Um, listen, yeah, seven is ridiculous, in my opinion. I, yeah. I, I understand why it's seven, but the true line for this game should probably be, believe it or not, I think it should be as low as like three and a half or three. Ooh, I was going to say four and a half. We're, we're close. We're close. Uh, I do think... Seven is too many points, uh, 100%. And I think it's Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. are coming off the IR. So we don't have to see Jermichael Hasty anymore run like 12 times for 23 yards. I don't think it matters that much. But once you're down to the fifth string running back, it is kind of difficult for Kyle Shanahan. We know he's incredible, but give him his top two running backs. I think that offense is going to look a lot better. Just get healthy all over the place. I mean, they were dealing with COVID, I think. Last time they lost Trent Williams as well. He was out for the last game. A couple other dudes were out with COVID as well. So as you said, Nick Mullins, give him an extra week. And then we'll see CJ Beathard come in in the fourth quarter, throw for like 200 yards. It'll be sweet. Nice nice closer to the game. Um, so yeah, I think my, uh, seven. I think this is even like the perfect spot for the Rams to lose, right? I, I, I don't even know. How many times have you heard in the last couple of days? I mean, it's been you know an entire 24 hours now. Oh, Rams are going to the Super Bowl. It's not even a question, right? And like so, that's the perfect time for them to mess up. 
So I, I know some guys that are kind of like insider to the 49ers organization. Mm -hmm. They don't actually work for the organization, but they have some connections. Uh, I think the belief inside the 49ers campus, they can still make a run at the playoffs. And, and I think Shanahan really wanted to get his guys, and maybe this is common knowledge, maybe you don't need to be an insider here, but for people who, who aren't like, just think, oh, well, the Niners are mailing it in because they're like, there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. Well, an extra team makes the playoffs this year, and the 49ers can rattle off a few wins in a row and all of a sudden be very, very relevant. So now that they're finally getting healthy, I mean, this team has been disappointing, but they've been probably the most injured team of any team this entire year. So they're getting most of their – I would, a lot of their key pieces are still gone. They'll be gone the whole year, but it's a perfect spot. Yep, getting healthier, getting better, getting getting some way situated. I still think this is their first game against the Rams this year, or is it their second? I think it's their second. It is their second? Okay, so they played the Cardinals already. Uh, they've played the Seahawks. They've played the Rams. So, I mean, they're out of the division, I want to say, by three games, maybe three and a half because of that Seahawks, uh, Seahawks win. I think if they win their divisional games, I mean, I think it's definitely a possibility. I would say the Seahawks probably take the division because they still have to, they still, the Seahawks still get to play the entire NFC East. If that's not three wins, I don't know what is at this point. Um, and we're going to get to one of those games in a little bit, but yeah, hundred percent with you on this one. I think the 49ers plus seven, and I don't even think it's again, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers take it home and win the game only because of the public sentiment and everything that's going on. I think we forgot that the 49ers are still good, even with like half their players. Mm -hmm. uh, let's move on. We have the saints, another four o'clock game saints going to mile high to take on the Broncos. Line opened up by minus five and a half. It's still minus five and a half. You could probably get it at minus six, depending on your book. 50-50 split on the bets. 50-50 split on the money, give or take. Over under a 43 and a half. And all the money's coming in on the under. My goodness. And it's big money. It's about 50-50 split on the bets. Over 80% of the money on the under. Uh, Taysom Hill, week two. Drop off? Question mark? Uh, probably not, not against Denver. And I, I love the fact that Denver's coming off a win. Um, but I think the defense, well, I'm hoping Marshawn Lattimore is back for, for purposes of th this bet. But I, I think Drew Locke is going to be very turnover prone in this game. I think the defensive line is going to get pressure. Um, I, I, see, I, the thing about Taysom Hill, I don't think he has to do that much. They, they've got Latavius Murray, they've got Kamara. Um, and by the way, when Taysom Hill did have to do something in the passing game, he, he bought time with his legs and he threw the ball downfield. Michael mm -hmm. Thomas had a ton of catches. Emmanuel Sanders had a ton of catches. And frankly, sh well, he should have had more catches. A couple were called back uh, yep. by a penalty. But yeah, I think five and a half is, uh, it's an interesting number, but I see the Saints kind of turning things on and winning this game by seven or more. I like that. Saints uh, started one and two and are now eight and two seven in a row and i think this is the second year in a row that they did this i think the first team to ever start below 500 after three games and then rattle off seven wins uh two years in a row yeah i think as the dolphins line was really fishy i think it was because it was tua um so i still think this one's weird because it's still Taysom hill like he looked pretty decent he had more rushing which was kind of nice had those two rushing touchdowns Kind of felt like he just forgot Alvin Kamara is like the best wide receiver in the league, potentially. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. Hopefully they work him back into the uh, receiving game a little bit. Uh, I don't really know why the hell they would leave him there. So definitely interesting. But the, the one thing I'll say is that when you have such a low total and you have like a relatively big spread, you typically want to be on the dog there because the obviously the implied points mm -hmm. for the winning team aren't super high. But 
still, yeah, I, I think uh, Drew Locke just hasn't really looked good the last few weeks. I mean, he was okay on Sunday, but he, he yeah, I, I just think the Saints defense is going to be too much. And I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be able to run the ball like he did against the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins' run defense is very suspect, very, very suspect. I think the Saints will clamp it down. I don't see Melvin Gordon. If anybody gets loose, I think it's probably Philip Lindsay. I think Melvin Gordon's going to be looking like he's running in mud on Sunday. Running in mud up at mile high. That's a country song, if I ever heard one. Uh, let us move on. We have what I'm assuming is America's Game of the Week. We have the Chiefs traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks line opened at minus three to the Chiefs. It's now minus three and a half, but 80% of the money is coming in on the Chiefs over under of at 53. It's bet up to 55.5 and literally 99% of the money is coming in on the over, which I'm always for. Um, this is going to be a fun game. Tampa Bay's defense has been good, has been bad, kind of confusing. Uh, what do you think? Three and a half to the Chiefs? I feel like, I don't know, this is going to be a pretty good game either way. Yeah, this one's really tough. It's definitely a stay away for me. Uh, if I had to take it, I think I'd have to go with the Buccaneers plus the three and a half. I, I really don't like it, though. Um, and I, I definitely could see the Buccaneers losing this game. But three and a half is just enough for me to want the dog here. Kansas City hasn't looked great defensively. That, that's kind of the thing. But what Derek Carr did to Kansas City last week, Tom Brady can't do that. Like Tom Brady is not good at throwing the ball downfield. But with that said, the, like the, the distribution among Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, it's pretty equal. And, and I just don't, I don't see, I don't, I can't envision a scenario where the Chiefs shut those three guys down. So I think, I don't think you really need the long ball if you're Tom Brady here. I still think they lose the game probably, but three and a half is too many points. It is a lot. Uh, I think I lean with you there. Yeah. I still think the Chiefs end up pulling it out some sort of, you know, two minute, did you know that was Patrick Mahomes' first touchdown within two minutes to uh, as a go-ahead score? No. Weird, right? I just yes. kind of assume he's done that a hundred times because uh, we all kind of proclaimed him a Hall of Famer. It turns out it's only the dude's third year playing starting quarterback. So kind of funny. Uh, perception sometimes, man. Perception. I agree with you. Also, if 100% of the money's coming in on the over, that obviously means it's going to be the under, but I'm still going to go with the public and take all those points let's go um awesome all right so we have two probably kind of bad games um for the sunday night and monday night so we'll see how it happens everyone of course don't forget 50 percent off windailysports.com we're giving it to you all 50 percent off take the money and run win money with us we have you for showdowns we have you for sports betting we have for props props are awesome everybody loves props it's like almost fantasy sports but sometimes even better because you don't have to worry about the rest of your team. You're just worrying about one guy. You want him to get so many catches, and so many yards, and it's an absolute blast. So we got you for props, got you for betting. We obviously have you for DFS as well. This should be a fun slate this week. So again, windailysports.com, no promo code necessary. We just baked it in the site. Anybody that's signing up, even if you didn't know, you're getting the 50% off. So go take advantage of it right now. The Sunday night game, we have the Bears, Chicago Bears, traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Packers opened up as minus eight and a half favorites over under of 45 and a half. Yikes. Uh, most of the money coming in on the Packers. Most of the bets coming in on the Packers. The last time we saw this Bears team, Nick Foles actually had to leave the game. I don't know what the hell happened. I think it was like a hit pointer or something. It was bad. But Jesus Christ, this Bears offense is terrible. David Montgomery, I don't think is going to play. They're kind of considering like, oh, maybe like, I don't know. Mitch Trubisky is going to come back. Ugh. 
yikes. See a eight and a half. Does that sound like too much to you? Oh, we don't even know if Trubisky is healthy enough to play. So, I mean, I think the same goes for Foles. So, I mean, it could be Bray coming in, uh, which is why Love I it. think this line is on the board in a lot of places. But it doesn't really matter who plays to me. I, honestly, if it was Trubisky, it would worry me a little bit because I'm on the Packers here. I don't think eight and a half is too many points. I think Trubisky is the only guy that would put some fear in my heart. And it's only because if they use Trubisky right, like they like not that he's a, as athletic as Josh Allen, but if the one thing about Trubisky is you have to have him move the pocket. You have to have him at least be a threat to rush the ball or sneak it or you know, be that sort of like big quarterback that can eat up yards. And they never really did that. They kind of turned him into a pocket passer, which I think when he was at North Carolina, everybody thought he, you know, fit the mold as a pocket passer, but clearly he's not that guy. So, you know, I don't have any faith in Matt Nagy to turn Trubisky into something that he should be as opposed to something that he is right now. And therefore probably doesn't matter. Give me the Packers minus eight and a half. If this goes up to nine, give me the Packers. I mean, listen, if you're doing a tease, like if this isn't like the tailor made, the Packers. Here it is, everybody. Here it is. See, I couldn't get out of this episode without his tease. We know yeah, it. he doesn't take right. it. He doesn't take the tease, everybody, but he's going to give it to you as if you should. No, well, I, so I said, so listen, we have to understand that there are people who love doing teases. So, which is why I always qualified if you are going to do a tease. This is obviously because you can sneak it under the key number of three. This is obviously the game to, to do. I mean, you could pick probably a host of games, including that Saints game, but that's that's a, an away team if you care about that. But yeah, give me the Packers either way, minus eight and a half. I think they're just too strong with the running game. Um, Bakhtiari is back at left tackle. I think he was out a couple games. And uh, you got Alan Lazard, who didn't play a full complement of snaps, will probably be playing a lot more. So I, I don't see how the Bears defense is good, but I don't see how they score. And the Packers are going to put up at least 17, 20, 24 points. It's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be closer. If this line gets too much higher, nine and a half, I'd probably go Bears. Outside of that, I'm not going to take it because, again, this is the perfect place. The Packers, we already saw them do it once this year. Oh, they're going to beat the shit out of the Vikings. It's not going to even be close. The Vikings end up winning. And now I know the Vikings have just, like, two capable people on offense where the bears have pretty much just Allen Robinson. If no one's going to throw him the ball, like what the hell's the point? But I don't know, man, this is just like the perfect place. The Packers do this to us every year. It feels like they just have these dumb games. They should absolutely win. This one just ends up being a little closer. They have already did it again once against the Jags this year, which was kind of ridiculous. They shouldn't, that game shouldn't have been nearly as close as it was, but you have something to say. So I want you to say it to me. Well, one thing to keep in mind, just from a, contextual standpoint i was looking for a five syllable word and then i realized contextual oh, is not God. syllables but that's four that's good that's not bad it's i was i was working for more but the point is keep in mind the packers are coming off a very tough loss yeah. where they could not protect the lead aaron so, rogers giving everybody middle fingers and, and that is like a really big deal for like their aspirations to have a number one seed and maybe have a buy and, and all of these things i don't know if they would have gotten it anyway but the, the point is is like this puts them in a really kind of tough spot uh from a playoff standpoint they'll be making the playoffs don't get me wrong but they they are going to have a lead in this game and they are definitely going to be able to protect it against this bears team versus a colts team that they frankly probably should have protected it against as well so when you're coming off that type of loss the last thing you're going to do is take your foot off the gas. So if you assume they're going to have a lead, they are going to continue to build off of that lead given last week's context. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, this is setting up perfectly for the 6-10 and 10 Giants to go into Lambeau Field and win in the playoffs. So I'm here for it, people. I am here for it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, last game 
of the weekend. What an incredible, incredible Thanksgiving weekend it's going to be. This is our Monday night game. Again, one last time, people. 50% off everything at Windaily Sports. Go take advantage of it. And if you don't want to, windailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in our expert Discord chat where you'll get everything and then be like, oh, shit, I probably should have just signed up for the Black Friday deal because the Black Friday deal is going to be over after those seven days. It's just such a drag. So just take advantage of it. Go take advantage of it now. We're here for it. Can I tell you something that occurred to me when we were doing uh, the serious show on Saturday, when Jason and I were doing the show? We talked yeah. about the Black Friday. We talked about Discord. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, of who, like somebody. I think we we're talking to our producer Quinn, and he was like, you know, Quinn's about like your age, like super young, right? Like fifteen like, you, years old. So yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, keep in mind he's the he's the producer. He's like, yeah, I don't know about this Discord stuff. Like, I don't know. It sounds like complicated. Those weren't his exact words, but that was sort of the sentiment. And I think people, when you say the word Discord, like for people of my generation, Michael, of my age group. You almost have to dumb it down because like even when I heard Discord before I joined Win Daily, I didn't know what Discord was. And I was like, oh, it sounds like something I gotta download and like do all this stuff. Like for people my age, like they need to understand that it is instant messenger. It is like AOL instant messenger, but more organized. Like it's organized for you by sports. So I think this isn't for necessarily this actual show, but for future reference, I feel like we need to explain to mm. those people that might be, you know, 35 or older that. This Discord thing isn't this like weird, like, you know, um, esoteric, you know, platform. It is like very esoteric. Not that yep, got it, got it, got it. So it's it's something that is very easily, um, uh, uh, I don't know. It's Obtainable? Easy. Is that, that's too, that's that's like an easy three-syllable word though, right? Obtainable. No, yeah. that's, that's four, but that's too easy. Yeah. We need to make sure people understand Discord is easy to navigate and okay. easy to download. Okay. Um. I like that. Our expert instant messenger chat where we help you with your DFS season long and sports betting picks. Is that, I think that's pretty solid. Perfect. Thank you. Not as perfect as you see it. Now I have to ask because you're like 50 years old. What was your first AIM screen name? Now I'm curious. Um, I, uh, AIM. Okay. Yeah. I, my only one. Oh, this is embarrassing. Are you guys ready? Yes. And the chat is going to eat me up over this, man. Let's go. Okay, so my full name is Siamak, S-I-A-M-A-K, right? So my AOL screen name, Instant Messenger screen name, was none other than one word, Siamak Daddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. And I kept that name through until basically AOL retired itself like three years ago. Um, oh, man. That guy. Sorry, Dude, I, I, I love it. I, graduated from being that guy but i'm still kind of that guy i gotta admit that wow i just i love it so much i just love it. see a mac daddy what's up dude i'm so glad i asked that question i'm so glad so i, asked glad that I gave you a beautiful answer that is incredible um all right let's get to the last game i guess that's really the only thing we can do from there not much uh seahawks minus three in philadelphia the line is up now to minus five to the seahawks about 65% of the bets, a little over 50% of the dollars. So I'm kind of curious why the line moved as much as it did from 53 down to 55 or 50 and a half. I apologize. And all the money's coming in on the under again. Tell me this isn't the perfect spot for the Eagles to get the win. Tell me it's not. Um, it's interesting because yeah, I just mentioned the tease thing. Like, I guess you could tease you it with this game. Bitch. You're willing to wait a night um, and have your money, uh, you know, sort of, um, on hold for 24 hours, but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. What, like, Okay, so what, the reason the total came down, I think, is because the only way the Eagles can compete in this game, I think, is if they keep Seattle's offense off the field and they just run the ball with Miles Sanders and maybe a little bit of Boston Scott, Corey Clement. I, I don't see any other scenario where the Eagles stay in this game for four quarters. So I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, 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 it's, it's, it's an isolated game because it's Monday Night Football. So odds are I'll be on the Seahawks. But everybody who makes these numbers knows everybody's betting on this game because it's Monday Night Football. So you would have thought the line would have opened at like seven and a half. Because then that 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 hook on the seven mm-hmm. would have scared some people and being like, ah, it's you know, it's still the Eagles and the Seahawks defense kind of sucks. So this is another one of those lines that's fishy that you probably should be staying away from. But the Eagles are really bad. And I don't need to say much more than that. They have kind of they sort of have the weapons though, with Jalen Rieger healthy and Dallas Goddard healthy. And you, you know, you have all these Fulgham and Alshon Jeffrey apparently is healthy. Like Miles Sanders, like at some point you'd think it would come around, but unfortunately for all Eagles fans, including our boy, John Jansen, mm. I don't, when is it going to happen? Cause it should have happened last week or yeah. maybe the week before that when they were no. actually all work. It should have happened last week. This is about the time of the year where the Eagles go on like a four or five game run to put themselves like squarely in the playoff picture. It's happened. I feel like the last like three years at this point, um, Ghost says Seahawks minus 35 noodle arm season. Yes, I agree. Carson Wentz is not good. And that's why they grabbed Oklahoma legend Jalen Hurts, another person who can't throw the ball with their second round pick. Fucking love you, Philadelphia. I love you so much for that. Um, Yeah, man, I I take this. I I 100% think the Eagles cover. And again, this would not surprise me. There's so many of these games this week. That's just it's just the perfect narrative. Not not narrative. It's the perfect Son of a bitch. I can't believe it happened with all these games. The Giants, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they lose. Um, the the Packers, it's like the perfect game for them to just completely lay an egg. And I think this is the Seahawks' perfect position to lay an egg. Uh, obviously, you know, if pe- people think the Giants are going to have four wins, the Washington Football Club or Dallas will have four wins. So Eagles, ah, they're not going to be in it. Monday night rolls around. They win. They're back in first place. It's so so nfc east and i can't wait for it so yeah i'm actually i'm gonna gonna have to bet it because monday night probably gonna take the eagles and we'll see if if the line might continue to move chris carson looks to be coming back he has practice so i think that's a huge help to the seahawks team this is just the perfect spot for them to throw up a dud and the eagles to kind of come out of nowhere and just win a dumbass game that they definitely shouldn't have I, I also think this will be a fun showdown slate for the record mm. um, since we have uh, Stobie and Rocker and some of these guys on here. Um, okay, so the rule is you're right. So so th- there's a couple things. You shouldn't obviously be betting on a lot of these NFL games. Like you should pick the ones, like a few that you like. And anytime you say to yourself when you initially look at a line, anytime you say this is a rule, like you have to, you don't have to, but you really should be mindful of this. If you look at a line, you're like, oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some inside information that nobody else knows, you're the sucker. So please keep in mind that when when that reaction is triggered by the line that you see, you're probably on the wrong side of it. So what that means is probably just don't bet it. That doesn't mean take the other side of it necessarily because you had your intuition on you know the, the, the one side that you thought was easy. But that typically means to stay away from it. So take a few games that you like. Make sure you have a, a couple dogs included in your analysis because – you know, everybody likes betting the favorites and you don't want to be on the side of everybody, right? Nope. So, I mean, I'll, just to recap, like my favorite three games are Vegas minus three, which does seem trappy, I will admit it, at Atlanta. Uh, the Giants minus five and a half, believe it or not. 
or five or whatever that number settles yeah. at. And then the San Francisco 49ers plus seven against the Rams. I, I like those three the most. Those are the three I'll be betting. I'll probably like do some like fun parlays or something for like very little money with some of the other games we talked about. But that's how you should be thinking about these games. Yes. Uh, also, I hit my five leg soccer parlay today. Shout out to the guys in the soccer chat. It's soccer betting's a friggin' joke, guys. It's just a joke. <laughs> just make all your money there. <laughs> it's just a joke. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Love that 49ers. I like all the dogs on Thanksgiving, especially if DeAndre Swift is in the game. And those two pick'em games, the Cardinals and the Raiders, I'm not going to touch those. Uh, I am not going to touch those games. Those scare the hell out of me because there's no reason they should have opened as pick'ems unless we're wrong, which, hey, we're wrong like, what like if we're wrong 45 percent of the time we're doing a really good job at this so the the only reason i'm taking the raiders is because i'm still at a point where i don't think people appreciate how good the raiders are and it's because i, I agree with you it seems like a sucker bet i don't think people have bought into how good the raiders are yet and for good reason right they haven't been good in a long time and nobody really respects Derek carr even though he's putting up like top 10 statistics from a quarterback standpoint if not top eight or top seven so because that respect factor isn't there i think that's influencing the line which is why i don't mind taking that particular sucker bet because i'm not so sure it's a sucker bet but i agree with the sentiment that should have opened at three it shouldn't have opened mm -hmm. to pick them Right now, it probably should be closer to four, especially with Julio and Limbo and mm -hmm. the, the Falcons looking like a mess last week. It scares me, man. It scares me. But that is it. That is it for our show. We were here. We had a blast. I uh, wasn't really paying attention to the chat because they all just kind of started talking to themselves. So glad you guys had a good conversation during yeah, our conversation. I was just going to say, like, that was like the, one of the more fun parts of the show. I know you're kind of like doing yeah. a lot of the moderating you can't see it and you're, you're telling us the lines, but I appreciate everybody. And that some of the, some of them are wind daily people, but I appreciate everybody yeah. in the, in the cause we it's like always it's good it. stuff. The guy who asked about, um, there was a guy who asked about Taysom Hill cause he lost Joe Burrow. I mean, it's a low total, but he is going to pick up yards in the air and with his feet. So it makes mm -hmm. sense if you have no other options for, he was talking about year long, not DFS. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And especially again, you know, he's probably going to run in a touchdown too. So that helps uh, depending on your scoring system. Uh, if you have four for passing touchdowns, that's definitely a good spot to be in. But that is it. One last time, 50% off everything at Win Daily Sports. Go get it. We already have articles out for Thanksgiving. We have Adam's Game by Game, which is free. We have Jason's, which is behind the paywall. But again, you can get a 50% off. So just go take it. Go take it. Uh, so we have, we're going to have way more content for Thanksgiving. Stoby's going to have a bunch of stuff. Uh, Sticks is going to have a bunch of stuff. We're going to have props. We're going to have everything. We're going to enjoy the hell out of this Thanksgiving slate so you guys can not pay attention to your families. And yes, one more time tomorrow, we will be having our Wind Daily Family Feast uh, Wednesday night blackout. I don't know, whatever the hell we're going to call it. I'm going to drink a couple beer. I'm going to have a good time. C and I are going to have a blast. We're going to talk to everybody and we're going to enjoy the heck out of all of it. Oh, Starby's article is dropping in about 15 minutes. It looks oh, like I have job. some more jobs to do. So I appreciate you there, Stoby. <laughs> um, see you, Mac Daddy. The words that I have, matriculate, malpractice, theorem, negligence, contextual, and esoteric. I think you did pretty good. Yeah, pretty I good really put week. the punctuation mark on it with esoteric, I think. Yeah, I I'm think pretty so. happy about that. Where can... Uh, Outside of your AOL Instant Messenger, which I'm going to go look up right now, where can everybody find you on the internet? Okay, there is no AOL Instant Messenger. Like two years ago, it like literally retired. The platform is is absolutely gone. Um, You'd be surprised. You can find me on the internet at Cianajad uh, or at Cianajad Sports on Instagram. Sports and also just Cia in the Discord chat, which is always fun. Anyone want to bet on what Mike's beer of choice is tomorrow? Um, 
shit bud light minus 150 i would have taken i'm gonna have to take that i do have stellas though i do have stellas and it's thanksgiving i might get a little classy so we'll see you can find me at michael Raziel one um just to make sia feel better my first aol instant messenger was uh you uh, just the letters u r a s o b so uh that was my you know i thought i was hilarious at 12 years old well i guess i would have been like six at that time maybe but those were the days, man. Those were the days. Make sure to follow us at Win Daily Sports on Twitter, Win Daily on Instagram. For Sia, for myself, uh, make sure you get 50% off at Win Daily Sports. And we hope you make it a very profitable week 12 of the NFL. <laughs>